is the Lover and the Fighter podcast with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. It is the Lover and the Fighter podcast with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. I would be the lover in the form of brother love, and he, of course, would be the fighter in the form of MMA, UFC pioneer, king of all UFC media, Dana White looking for a fight. Dean's Diaries, pre-show, post-show, UFC Live, and now in-fight commentary, as you know, and you've got one this weekend, Dean Thomas, at UFC 273 in Jackson. When are you heading north? I'm heading north in about 10 minutes, as soon as I get out of here. So you're up and out the door, (laughs) just like that. Um, We have a major announcement in regard to this podcast, which you know is available free for the people, of the people, by the people, everywhere you get your podcasts. We have an exciting announcement. The Lover and the Fighter is continuing here where you get this, but also premium exclusive content, a whole different version of the show is going to exclusively the UFC Fight Pass. Congratulate You made this happen. This is your deal. No, no. It, listen, we made this happen. Well, I couldn't have done it without you, brother love. What's it, what's this we? Speak French all of a sudden? We, 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 we. Again, this podcast will continue here for free. But the premium content with the really in-depth good stuff, that is exclusive to the UFC Fight Pass. Go to UFCFightPass.com forward slash sign up, and I guess you can save 50% right now on your first year. Right now, these are these are free there, because who'd pay for these? Great. When they start paying, we'll start trying. Yeah. Sound good? <laughs> All right, let's get a look first at, before we get to this weekend coming up, Conor McGregor back in the news, and we're going to get really into this deep on the UFC Fight Pass, on the Lover and the Fighter on that side. But Conor McGregor, six criminal charges of traffic misconduct. Uh, I'm worried about this kid because still, he just can't stay out of his own way. Can't stay out of his own way, continues to get in trouble, continues to misrepresent himself, his family, the sport of mixed martial arts. It's embarrassing. Hopefully he gets help. Um, and, and we're going to get a little further into that because, you know, you've got stories on this and an insight for mental health. And I do, obviously, my concern goes back to July, but we'll get further into that again on the show on the UFC Fight Pass. Uh, Patty Pimblett, you sent a tweet out that the UFC would be the reason, Patty Pimblett would be the reason the UFC would lose Conor McGregor's number. You want to explain that a little bit here? I know we're going to go further in depth. Well, it was, it was basically just a joke, but, but really the, the merit in that was that he does have a lot of star power. And he showed that in the fight in London. Who gets a bigger pop when they show fighters on the on the screen? Who gets a bigger pop than he does? No, right I don't know if anybody does. Like he might have gotten the biggest pop I've seen. And that was in, in New L- York. Yeah, in New York, in London. Like it's been it's he's just been a star. It is um I mean look at he's relatable. He's likable. I'm not sure I necessarily agree that the UFC would lose his number because, you know, we, we talk about the reality is there's only one Conor McGregor. And For Patty sure. Pimbett will never be on that level. Will never achieve that level. Just can't. Right, for sure. But I'm just saying, you know, and hopefully what it does is Connor gets a little jealous and comes back. Because, I mean, Connor still could be good for the sport if he gets his act together. It's leverage for the UFC. It's their way of making him feel, like you said, a little jelly, whatever. But we'll get further into that because you go a place on the Lover and the Fighter podcast now at UFC Fight Pass. You get to another level on this, and uh, we'll let people find that for themselves. Let's move to this coming weekend. It is UFC 273, Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie. We spoke to Alexander Volkanovski, you and I did, on the daily radio show that we do, Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina for ESPN in West Palm Beach, Florida. And um, Volkanovski sounds very, very comfortable. 
on Embedded. He is in the steak restaurant. He is out in the boondocks and the swamps firing automatic rifles and blowing up bombs. But you said he's always this calm and comfortable fight week. But he's a consummate professional. Like Alexander Volkanovsky pretty much does everything right. He's a professional the way he fights. He's a professional the way he trains. He's a professional the way he conducts himself. I wouldn't expect anything less from the man. Does it ever bother you? I mean, your coach, your corner, does it ever bother you when dudes are too loose? Or 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 women. Well, no, it it doesn't bother me if that, if that if that's their baseline. All right, <laughs> if so it, we're going to go human behavior. Yeah, if it, so if they're normally like a little uptight and they can perform that way, if they're a little too loose, I might go, hey man, let's uh. Was Tyron was Tyron ever too loose? Tyron Woodley? No, no, he was never too loose. Could you tell based on his behavior? I could all, yeah, I could always tell. Like he was always a bit stressed. Could you tell during fight week with Woodley? Um, on say Wednesday, Thursday, how Saturday was going to play out? Almost like those days were pretty standard. The only time they were different were his best performances, Robbie Lawler and Darren Till, when he was very loose and relaxed, but not too loose and relaxed, but loose and relaxed, but hungry. And that's when I knew he was going to give a good performance. Volkanovski, by the way, has not lost a fight since Barack Obama was president. It was May of 2013. He's a minus 775 favorite right now. Um, There are things that Korean Zombie does well, and there are things that Volkanovski does well. Numbers-wise, I mean, you're going to give your pick over on UFC Fight Pass. So we'll get to that on that platform. But tell the people here something about Zombie that Volkanovski's people better worry about and vice versa. So everyone knows that Korean Zombie has a big punch. He's a big puncher. Yep. But what I think he needs to worry with Volkanovski needs to worry about is actually the grappling. I think that could be kind of understated at times. He's a great grappler. He actually outgrappled Danny. Yeah, Zombie's a great grappler. He outgrappled Dan Ige. He's got a twister finish in the UFC. Mm. And if Alexander Volkanovski sleeps on his grappling ability, he could get caught. You know, there's no height advantage. Normally there is. Volkanovski goes 5'6". Mm-hmm. Korean Zombie's listed at 5'7". Obviously, weight-wise, reach-wise, there's like a one-inch advantage in favor of Zombie. They both fight orthodox. But uh, again, you'll get further into exactly how you'd pick this coin flip as well as if money was involved over on UFC Fight Pass. On the women's side, Mackenzie Dern and Tisha Torres. You know these fighters. You know Tisha well. Very close, obviously, with your former fighter. And still now champion in one of the two divisions in Amanda Nunez. Um, this is a strawweight fight. It's basically a coin flip. Should it be a coin flip? It should be a coin flip because it's such a, a, a grappler versus striker matchup. It's the classic grappler versus striker matchup. Tisha Torres being a striker, Mackenzie Dern being a grappler. And Mackenzie Dern is the best grappler in the strawweight division. If she gets this down to the ground and keeps Tisha down, she's going to finish. She could finish. But Tisha may be too fast. We'll find out, though. All right. So let's look at another fight here. When another guy comes a lot of hype, the next, the next, the next. And we're talking about Ian Gary, of course, who fights Darren Weeks in the welterweight division. Ian Gary minus 360 as of right now. The next, the next. He's Irish. He comes with that. He says, I can spit game. Only one that can do better than me is Connor and Chael Sonnen. Um, this is, it feels like this is one of those fights. And we're going to get to Hazmat Chumayev in a minute. But this feels like he's got more to lose in this fight than he does to gain with perception. Does he belong? Is he really there? Some would say in Madison Square Garden that he was getting beat up a little bit. And then he got lucky, found a punch, found a win. No, he didn't get lucky. If you go back and do the tape study on Ian Gary, a lot of his fights are that way. And that's what concerns me about him is he gets hit a lot. Mm. He's always gotten hit a lot. But he's durable. 
He can hit back. He's a good counterpuncher. He finally finds his rhythm. The problem with this fight is this guy could make him look bad, not because he could beat him, but he could make him look bad because he could he could he could just lay on him. And if he lays on Ian Gary, run the clock and beats him that way, Ian Gary could lose his momentum. And, and momentum, and right now, you know, he's this next guy. But nobody wants to see you get dominated. They would rather see him get knocked out. They don't want to see him get get uh, laid on like that. Thousand percent. All right, let's move in now to, um, well, the Coco main event. Gilbert Burns and Hazmat Chemaev. Chemaev comes with all this hype. He looks like he's the real thing. He looks like he's the next thing. He's terrifying is what he is. Gilbert Burns is a real test in a number of ways, and this money line is redonkulous. Chemaev minus 550 favorite in this. You're going to pick this fight on Loving the Fighter podcast, the premium content at UFC Fight Pass, um, which people can listen to by going there. You don't need to subscribe just yet. We'd like it if you would. But uh, give us a little insight in this, what Chemayev has got to do and can't allow to happen. Well, Chemayev just has to be Chemayev, and that's just wild and, cra- and crazy and reckless. He obviously can't take many big punches, or I don't think he could take many leg kicks. But as long as he can control uh, the, the tempo on the feet, get the takedowns when he needs to, and stay out of trouble... Jermayev can win this fight. Gilbert Burns plus 400. Not that you need motivation, but my God, is that disrespect for a guy who is just fighting the best of the best. And, you know, you obviously, Tyron Woodley, who you coached against uh, Burns, that was never in doubt. Yeah, you know, I think it's very disrespectful towards Gilbert, but I think it also has a lot to do with some recency bias. But Gilbert Burns is a strong leg kicker, which I think could give Jemayev problems. And his defensive jiu-jitsu can give Jemayev problems as well. We'll get your pick on UFC Fight Pass. L. Jermaine Sterling, Peter Yan, running it back. You're going to get further into this also on that platform. But you and I, um, as we discuss, listen, if you watch this fight back, it's a lot closer than people remember. This was not uh, Peter Yan dominating straight through. No, and like then that first round was telling because Al Jermaine Sterling showed that he was actually able to get to Peter Yan, and his length could be a problem for Peter Yan, which I think will be a problem. His length and movement, and that's actually what Al Jermaine's probably counting on. But Peter Yan, man, he's such a he's such a bulldog that. Man, he's hard to break, so this is a good fight. Your boy Eljo, plus 370 underdog. Um, you may view this differently if it was just who's going to win versus the value. Those picks will be on the UFC Fight Pass platform as well. And the main event of the evening, five rounds, Alexander Volkanovsky, who you and I spoke to earlier today, and the Korean Zombie. Uh, this is the biggest line on the card, and it's the main event, and that's rare. That is not generally the case, as you well know. Um, Minus 775 at last check for the Kiwi Volkanovsky. Um, a little insight here. Don't give away who you think is going to win. No, I can but, but I'll just tell you why I think the line is the way it is because I okay. think it's kind of a short notice fight for a Korean zombie. He's taking it a little bit shorter on a shorter notice fight. And he didn't get this fight necessarily because like he was the next guy that they wanted to fight. He just kind of was the next guy that was available. Right. So I think that the line may be reflected by those stakes. But, um, this could get interesting. I mean, I, th- I do think this would be a longer fight, and uh, it could get interesting. Dean's picks straight up, and with the money line on the UFC Fight Pass, where you will now find the Lever and the Fighter premium content that goes deeper and further, and that's what she said. By the way, do you remember that time, Korean Zombie? I had him to win that fight. He had won that fight. He hugged his opponent with five seconds left. They broke the hug, and then he got knocked out with one second one left. One second left. 459 of the third round. Face fifth round. There was a five rounder. Yes, 
worst beat in the history <laughs> of fighting. Can you? Yeah. I mean, it's the worst, it's, no, it, it, you couldn't. I you can't, can't think can't of. A, is there a worse beat in the history no. of? Uh-uh. Because he'd won the fight, and there's one second to hit. If he would have hugged his dude, who was he fighting? Do you remember? He was fighting Yair Rodriguez. It was Yair Rodriguez. If they'd have hugged for one more second. Your boy did it. Yep. Instead, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Again, um, the premium content, Dean's picks, are now at UFCfightpass.com. Go there, forward slash sign up, save 50% on your first year. For Dean Thomas, Josh Cohen saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time for the next episode of the Lover and the Fighter Podcast.